0: Welcome everybody to episode 137 of the two on three podcast where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us at two on three pod on Twitter. And you can send us email at at two on three pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. I'm Chris and it's smoky as hell here at Casa Villa Senor, and you can find me at CD Senor on Twitter. And tie us off this week. But with me is our friend Brian Schwartz. Where can we find you dealing with all manner of natural catastrophes on Twitter?
1: Oh, the, I am free from smoke and fire, but uh, I'm firing up my musician celebs on the Twitter at, uh, at BrianSchwartz04. <laughs> Brian Schwartz04. Brian is mining a deep
0: well of like hair metal guys.
1: <laughs> and, I'm getting all and, the likes, man. And, and Tawny Katead. And tonic etane, yes.
0: <laughs> Which would have been something a little while ago. Although oh, it's still something. <laughs> I think we can agree that it's a little rough these days for Tawny. <laughs> life is life is not great. Tracy um, Lords is next. But <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be something.
1: <laughs> now,
0: now, there would be there would be a Twitter find for sure. The uh, I was just trying to think what was my one uh, of my favorite. I got a like slash reply from Nicole Eggert once. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was my that was my reach way back into the uh, into the world and, and, and grab a and grab a uh, uh, just a weird just a rando Twitter thing.
1: I think anytime, I made some sort of anytime there's a reply, I think uh, that's saying something.
0: Yeah, well, Martha Quinn and I, uh, you know, I've, I've mentioned this before. but Martha Quinn and I have a very healthy and lovely Twitter uh, Twitter relationship.
1: You are Twitter BFFs.
0: We are for sure, anyway, but uh, but you know. So today we're just gonna catch up a little bit um, with Brian. I mean, I haven't talked to you on the podcast for like a year, um, and then we'll just uh, we'll do uh, we'll do some whatever stuff. <laughs> we're stealing our liner notes as uh, a shtick from the other week about building the building a band that would write a song that changes the world, and um, and then we're gonna play a little game, which is Brian's favorite. Uh, it's,
1: yeah, I'm already fidgeting in my chair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would be the worst game show contestant because I just go blank.
0: You're like, you're like that. You're like that that old skit with Farley when Farley ends up on that Japanese game show. Do you remember this old? Do you remember that old SNL skit? Yes. <clears throat> I, I I probably pull that up at least two or three times a year and just howl. It is oh the, yeah, it's absolutely one of the greatest. SNL Farley moments, but, uh,
1: Hey, online school has started for you and your, uh, your, your chitlins. Yeah, we did. Um, we are, we are full on virtual. Um, it, it was sort of crazy because they made us like, they set a deadline, like, because they were going to be sort of, uh, you choose to be either full on virtual or there was a hybrid, uh, option that you went half a day in the morning and then virtual in the afternoon. Uh, And they divided it up into different sections to where certain students would be in the morning and certain students would be in the afternoon. Um, I
0: don't know how that helps stop the uh, spread of COVID, but okay.
1: I don't either. So (laughs) we decided in the interest of just continuity and the best case scenario for learning that we would just go all virtual because that's where we're going to end up anyway. I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah. Everybody's going to be back home once COVID starts to run through the schools. So just to be, you know, in continuous learning mode, uh, we went all virtual anyway. And then after we decided that the high school decided no students are coming in, so they went virtual anyway. Yeah,
0: we we had the same sort of thing where um, it was a it was a hybrid. And virtual. We like we're just gonna do the virtual and then a week later after they made that announcement was like, No, it's all virtual.
1: Yeah. Same. But K through eight is going half days.
0: That's it? That's all I mean, even though it's virtual, they're only doing half day.
1: They're doing half day in the morning in person.
0: Oh, they are doing it. They're in person.
1: Yes. K through eight is in person. So just the high school is all virtual. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So the so the little ones are going in. The little ones, yeah. The little ones are going in. I mean, <laughs> screw their health. They'll get better, right? <laughs> they'll be fine. Yeah, they'll, be, they'll fine. be fine. So they're going in, and then uh, and then they do half day at home.
0: Okay. So they, they just they have assignments and they work through some stuff and and right. uh, you're ready to you're ready to go. Right. But
1: we decided for our kids, so just to avoid any confusion, we still had the option to keep our kids home. Because I have one who's in third, one who's in seventh, and then my oldest is a freshman. Mm-hmm. And so we decided to keep the third grader and the seventh grader home anyway. So Got it. okay, so they're all, not everybody's all home here. They're
0: not doing the hybrid, correct. It's, it's good because your daughter's a freshman, there'll be a bunch of just junior dudes with cars who'll be hitting on her.
1: I know. So, <laughs> <laughs> we just keep it this way forever.
0: <laughs> How do I know these things? Because when I was a junior...
1: <laughs> <laughs> you were combing the freshmen.
0: <laughs> right. Because that's what, that's what scumbags do.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway, yeah. So, yeah, my kids, same deal. All, all virtual. They've been sort of just... It, does, it seems like it's been this way it doesn't seem like our lives have changed at all it's um, you know they just uh, they do their stuff I don't. I have no insight into what they're doing it's, what's funny is when they were at school I didn't have any insight into what they were doing but I feel like I should have insight into what they're doing now that they're home doing it yeah you know what I'm saying yeah like I feel like, it's like I have no idea what they've done all day I mean yeah they you, were, you've
1: just been in your room and I don't know if they you've went, even been online <laughs> They went to their
0: Zoom meetings. Um, I don't know. They they did the thing where yeah. the thing happens. And... I have a little
1: bit of idea because my oldest is complaining about, so first-year freshman, you know, and all of a sudden there's, like, a ton of work. And she's uh. she complained the other day, I had to do school from 10 to 2. And I said, <laughs> you'd have been there from, like, 8 to 3 right? <laughs> any other day. So, <laughs> what are you there complaining, complaining about?
0: <laughs> Listen, I had to get up at six thirty in the morning to go to work, and then like come home. Like, yeah, yeah. The virtual learning starts at
1: seven thirty a.m. though, so they're up and online by seven thirty a.m. So they're Ooh. they're feeling it. Yeah, that's early. It really is early.
0: Yeah. How how are, how, else, how else are things there in the in the uh, in the Illinois in the land of Lincoln?
1: Uh, everything else is good we are as far as like you know restrictions and things like that we're still running uh, our section is still running okay so we're in like different regions so our region is still doing like uh, you can still go to a restaurant and eat you know at like 25% capacity Um, Mm. obviously face masks are required if you're in the grocery stores and things like that yeah I think you can still be at the bar, uh, inside. Yeah, don't go to the bar. At the bar. (laughs) Don't go to the bar. Nah. nah. (laughs) But there are other regions, so like other regions closer to like the Metro East, the Saint Louis area, they're under like some tighter restrictions. So Mm. because they've had an uptick. Got it. But where where we're we're sitting I mean everything has been pretty pretty much the same. I'm still going to work every day and I don't see a lot of people but uh yeah, yeah. There's I mean, you're probably, it's probably
0: like tumbleweeds,
1: like drifting through the hallways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's pretty quiet, but yeah, there are, there are enough people there to keep us busy. So.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, things here are just uh, steady. She goes. I don't know. But, you know, the 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 thing is, like, this is my favorite time of year, right? This whole f- like moving into fall. Right. Yeah, you're, I'm always excited about fall. So it's it's just too bad Football, that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you can you can yeah you can mess over spring and summer a little bit, but fall just like a
1: yeah, don't right. mess it's, with my fall, man. <laughs> it's exciting times. I mean, yeah, the thankfully the NFL is just going full on. They're like we don't even care. That, what, the, COVID <laughs> that was a false positive. We're still playing. <laughs> yeah, NFL owners don't give a shit. No, no. they're so, like,
0: yeah, we're playing some ball. Yeah, I mean, it's there'll like, be
1: there'll be people in Kansas City. Uh what tomorrow night.
0: Yeah. I think they'll be I think they're allowing some people into the stadium. Twenty thousand. I mean, well, I mean, which is much less, right? Yeah. I mean, which is it's a third. Less yeah. A third. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. It'll be fine. It'll be yeah. fine. It'll <laughs> be fine. Alright, let's jump into the show. Segment number one. So this week, uh I'm gonna steal a segment from our friends at our liner notes at O-Liner Notes on your um, on or on your uh, on your Twitter. Uh, the other week they were talking about uh, Wild Stallions that, since the Bill and Ted Three movie came out, and Bill and Ted were supposed to have written the Wild Stallions. is supposed to have written a song that changed the world. Right. Anyway, I've yet to see the Bill and Ted Same. because because economies of scale for pay per view movies for me aren't working in my favor right now. I because probably wouldn't see it anyway.
1: I would have seen it
0: in the. Th- I would have paid if if it was in the theater. I'd have gone to the theater and seen it for whatever twelve fifty or thirty. Oh God, there's no way. But if you buy it on if you buy it on pay per view, it's like twenty. Oh, you could own it for twenty five, but I'm the only one watching it, so that seems like a bad deal for me. (laughs) That's not a wise investment, right? Now, you know, if you, um, if you, if you, uh, I'm already on a sidebar. If you, uh, if you, uh, (laughs) good. If you decide to, uh, if you decide to, um, sorry, trying to mess with my timer here. But if you decide uh, to watch something like Mulan, which is like thirty bucks. Mm But I could get everyone in the house to watch it, so it's like four people for thirty bucks—not a terrible deal.
1: Is this if the same as go, like going to the drive-in concert, to where it's a hundred and twenty dollars? <laughs> but if you got six people in your car, right, you're you only paying twenty it. bucks a piece. Exactly. Okay. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So, so that's the whole that's the whole deal with the with with. Movie, so but, Mulan probably. But you're the happen. only one
1: paying the bill. Your kids aren't chipping in on their portion. <laughs> no, they're not. But they of, of would. The we would
0: probably, as a family, have gone to see Mulan if it was in the theater.
1: Okay. I think again, go, you're still the one paying for it. They're not buying their own way.
0: Right, but but again, it's like four people get to enjoy it for thirty bucks, as opposed to one person gets to enjoy it for thirty bucks. Gotcha. It feels like a better deal.
1: Yes. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: Anywho, um, so. They did, a, back, to, back to what things they were back doing. Back to the show. Our liner notes. <laughs> um, Chris and Matt, who, uh, again, go listen to them. It's a really good show. Uh, they were talking about pulling together a band of people they liked who might put together the greatest song that they could think of. Now, granted, I think it was just to showcase who you liked. You know, I don't know if the band that I pulled together is going to pull together the greatest song ever, However, they might. Yeah. But, um, but uh, so here in the segment one, we're going to talk about drums and bass.
1: So the, which, yeah, the approach the approach that I took was uh, it's all people that have who I like or have influenced me in one way or another, not necessarily who I think would make the greatest band.
0: Right, and that's the uh, and, and that's one way to do it. But it would be nice if if things sort of gelled in some sort of way, shape, or form. Yeah, I. I had made the assertion, from a drum and bass perspective, that you had that you'd be better off choosing a drummer and a bass player who've worked together for together for a long time. I agree. So, if you, I would say that if you're drafting a if you're drafting a team, if you're drafting a band, mm-hmm. I would say drum and bass. You draft you draft as a pair. Agree. Okay. So this, of course, this this. You know this hits close to home for Brian and I, since I would draft us.
1: Well, naturally. <laughs> I mean, there's
0: been no greater combo, right? There's been no greater bass and drum combo than me and Brian. So let's let's just get that right out there.
1: So first. we'll have to exempt ourselves from the conversation because <laughs> otherwise we win every time. Right? We would win, and,
0: um, and you know, and we should. That's I mean, that's the but, but all that being fair. Um, but as the guest, I'm going to let you start now. Who would you, who would you, uh, who are you going to float first in this, in this, uh, in this particular, uh, in this particular scenario?
1: So you want like my, my top people? No, just start. uh, Yeah. I did like a, I did like a five that have been sort of close to home for me, that have been people who have, you know, shaped who I am as a bass player, as a musician. Um, let's
0: cut it to three. Give me your, give me your three, and then maybe we'll, we'll wrap around for honorable mentions.
1: Okay. Three. So, uh, three going from three down to one.
0: Okay, let's just start gonna, with three. What give me give me your first your your first entry here?
1: Okay, uh, Nikki Six and Tommy Lee. That is a great. That's a great team, <laughs> and not necessarily like Nikki, not necessarily the greatest bass player in the world.
0: Well, I mean, let's but be him honest. And
1: Tommy together, they they groove together, and obviously their songwriting was just you know some of the best as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah, it, when you play everything in A, like it's hard. To, it's hard to be the greatest bass player of all time. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> just we're playing work around a, a. Right, we're we're playing a lot of open A when we're when we're playing Motley Crue songs. Yeah, we get a lot. We get that. Yeah, we understand that. We understand what we're getting. But yes, the, those two are exceedingly dynamic. I've seen I've seen them play live a few times, and they're just a, they're just they're just absolutely. Like the top of the rock and roll hair, the the you know the hair nation chain. That, yeah, that era like, for sure. Their
1: uh, their ability to to entertain is very very high. <laughs> Maybe the highest. Yes. I, I mean, arguably, that could be arguably top five all time greatest concerts.
0: Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Well, who's on next on your list?
1: Oh, God. see, you've made this really hard now because I wasn't prepared for the. That's okay. That's the, okay. The three to one. Um. So number two,
0: Cliff Burton and Lars Ulrich. Tremendous. That I mean, I knew I figured that was coming. I figured from you. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, those first, you know, you know, those first, you know, first, all those Metallica records, first right through, three, yeah. right up through Master. Yeah. Right up through Master is, are amazing.
1: And and, and Master just totally changed the way that I thought about metal and and that whole genre of music I mean and just the way those dudes played and it was like I jeez. It, it just absolutely changed the way I thought about things so yeah that was yeah. a big one for me
0: yeah because growing up where we grew up we got a lot of the uh, we got a lot of the MTV metal era kind of stuff and Metallica and that kind of music just didn't sort of it wasn't it wasn't easy for us to stumble onto
1: no not even close because i mean it wasn't coming across you know mainstream radio
0: right and it yeah. wasn't until it, it wasn't until metallica got bigger that mtv started to started to sort of give them a little bit of probably bit headbangers
1: of ball right
0: yeah but they really i mean they never had any videos they didn't do any of that stuff
1: Oh, that's true. Right. Yeah. So that's true. I mean, so
0: we had to wait until Ant Justice hit, and then things started happening for the for the for the rest for the rest of the world.
1: But somehow we got our hands on hands on them before Justice, though. And yes,
0: yeah, yes, and it was the fact that Metallica opened up for Ozzy on Ultimate Sin. Oh, okay. And that was the first time I saw them.
1: Oh, there. Well, there you go.
0: And, and 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 that was cliff yeah yeah and then and then they made kind of an impression on me but i didn't it didn't take really hard until i saw them at monsters of rock summer of 89 no that was when they opened for van halen that was in kansas city oh okay in 80 i'm sorry
1: 88 Summer of 88. Oakland was day on the green, wasn't it? Yeah, that was like yeah.
0: 90. That was like the first American stop of the Black Album tour. Yeah. So, it was the first time so the, the they made a huge impression on me that day. It was Jason. Mhm. But the uh, I remember just they had they had the second slot that day. <laughs> it, it was like Kingdom Come, yeah. Metallica. Right. And then it was Dokken. The scorpions yeah. and then Halen. It was a Dan full day of of hanging out in Arrowhead Stadium. Yeah, um, and uh, and that's when it sort of, for me, just sort of, sort of, really took.
1: And then I think you brought that back to me, and then I was, and then it was on. It,
0: it was over. It was on like it was it was on like crazy.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. All right. So, so what's number so what's your, one? And I'm gonna I'm probably gonna throw you for a loop here, but I'm gonna go Steve Harris, Nico McBrain. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <That's> the, <laughs> does it get any
0: tighter than that? No, it doesn't. And sort of. A, here's a here's a quick funny story that just happened to me. Our friend Chris Johnson. Yeah. For he me sent something. me
1: this picture.
0: Yeah. He, <laughs> he's like, my daughter's in love with Steve Harris. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what? Like, how is a teenage girl in love with a 65 year old bass player for I would made. Like, how is this even possible? I know I I'm in love with Steve Harris. I, I, right. Right. I know why I love them.
1: Yeah, but, but how, she's, like, screenshotting
0: pictures of him from, like, the 80s and going, I love this guy. <laughs> Steve Harris always had an awesome pose, too. Of course. He's very, very flexible. He, had, yeah. he, he was very flexible. He was very, you know, he stretched a lot, which is, uh, which you know, good for him.
1: Yeah. But that, I mean... It, to me, there has been no tighter rhythm section than those two dudes. I mean, it was yeah. just to play the, as fast as they played, and as tight as they played, and as intricate as they played is unbelievable to me.
0: Yeah, they're pretty amazing. The yeah. uh, no, I left Neil off Ge- two no,
1: very n- important dudes on on this Neil, top Neil, three. N- Neil Getty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're 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 in there. They're kind of their own thing. I let I mean. Yes, if we're... if we're But they, yeah, they're sort of yeah. separate from each other. They didn't really, like... It was never, like, this tight groove thing with them. It was like, mm-hmm. you know, Getty did his thing, and Neil did his thing, and Alex did his thing. And somehow that all managed to come together in, like, a crazy, kooky kind of way. Mm-hmm. But it was never, like... For me, personally, as great as they were, it was never, like, this lock-solid, you know, groove type of songwriting, you know? Oh.
0: Uh huh. Now the uh, so here are two here are two so if I'm t- I, I was trying to think about since I was going to chat with you tonight, I was really trying to think about acts that I saw live mm-hmm. myself. Okay. And um, the uh, one of the acts that that stood out to me was Do you remember the first time we saw Vi and it was Jonathan Mover and Stu Ham? Oh yeah, were... <laughs> those two guys. Oh God. That was, yeah. the, that was that was that was jaw dropping, like yeah. as a as a as sort of a teenage kid just going, "What just happened here?"
1: Like the musicianship, it was just like nothing you'd ever seen before in your life.
0: <laughs> and, and the first time you heard Ham play the peanuts, the theme on the bass, I, I still like, can't play a,
1: it. I've been practicing that for twenty five years, years, and I still twenty five years it.
0: now. <laughs> it's still impossible.
1: It's still impossible. Right. Yeah,
0: that was a, they were they were a great duo, and and then sort of and then that led me to start thinking about, um, Billy Sheehan and Greg Bissonette who played for
1: David Lee Roth, yeah, on that, on that first on that Eat em and Smile tour with Vi. I almost went Billy Sheehan, Pat Torpy, mm. Mr. Yeah. Big, yeah, because Pat Torpy could play, sure. I mean, I've seen some, like, instructional videos that that dude did. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I, it, <laughs> his talent didn't get showcased enough in that band because you had Sheehan and you had uh, Gilbert that were mm-hmm. just showing off, you know. The, uh, the,
0: uh, the thing I had, the thing I liked about, um, so I actually went to a clinic once, a drum clinic in St. Louis with Greg Bissonette. And just yeah. basically sat, like, five feet away from me while he played all this stuff and was just like... Dude.
1: <laughs> well, see, and he got overshadowed from being in a band with Billy Sheehan and Steve Vaughn. Well, yeah, you just have, you
0: just have, you just have, you have your, you know, you've got, you know, you've got this thing you have to do, right? This is like, this is, this is what you do. Right. <laughs> you, you basically have to keep time while everybody goes buck wild.
1: <laughs> exactly. Like
0: somebody has to, somebody has to, right?
1: Right, somebody yeah. Has just to, keep things has to going be... while these guys go absolutely ape, and then somehow bring it all back around in the end.
0: Right. Oh, look at this! I completely failed my timer. All right. I was this a- the seal timer. No, I mean I, I didn't. Whatever. I'm terrible at this. This is why Ty has to do all this stuff when we're around because all I'll do is talk. But um, <laughs> but for the uh, but for the conversation I had on Twitter with the O liner notes people. I had chosen uh, a bass player separate from separate from his partner. Okay. But if I'm going to choose the partner this time, I'm choosing McCartney and Ringo. Oh, okay. That's my because McCartney is my bass player. If we're if we're trying to write the world's greatest song, you have to get maybe the world's greatest songwriter. Okay. (laughs) That was my that was my that was my so 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 starting my start. So if we're going to stay with the theme this evening. I'm gonna go. My drum and bass team is gonna be McCartney and Ringo. Um, for we've gone uh, two completely different directions with this. Yeah, because who are you taking? Who are you gonna take to? Who are you gonna take? Steve into your,
1: Harris your, and Nico. <laughs> <laughs> we're not even call. joking. Well, no,
0: that's not, They're not completely different because they're they're English.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, we're on the same side <laughs> of the pond. Thank I, God.
0: I, I also considered taking. I also considered taking um, uh, Sting and any of his solo drummers. Yeah, cause, cause I thought that about been, that
1: a lot too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I was taking Sting and Vinny Colaiuta would have been would have been a, a slamming choice.
1: Right. I agree.
0: But so I'm going to go with I'm going to go with McCartney and Ringo. Okay. Right, on, to, on to on to segment 2. And I want
1: to see who you paired rhythm guitars and vocals with those dudes. All
0: right. Segment
1: 2. All right.
0: So now, in this segment, we have to decide on three other important parts. We have a rhythm guitarist, a lead guitarist, and a singer. Okay. And uh, and we'll see how this we'll see how this hashes out. So let's start with the rhythm
1: guitarist. Okay. Who did? You, who did? Let's break you, who, this down. Can I go three to one again? Sure. Okay. So we'll break it down three to one. Rhythm guitar players. Oh God, I would. I have my one, and probably my two, my number three, it's a toss-up, um, I'm gonna, this is, okay, this is gonna be an an off choice for number three, but I'm gonna go Chris Caffrey. Chris Caffrey? Chris Caffrey was the rhythm guitar player for Sabotage And also plays in Trans-Siberian Orchestra
0: Yeah, that you've, Okay, that guy can play I didn't know what, I, of course he can play Trans, that, Trans-Siberian and Sabotage, stupid
1: Yeah Those guys are Those guys You're are. You're playing amazing. some rhythm guitar in those bands <laughs> Yes,
0: okay yeah. Alright So that that's was number three
1: a, That's an interesting uh, choice Number two, Malcolm Young Hey, three chords. (laughs) Malcolm held it down while Angus went
0: nuts. (laughs) That was was my favorite part about ACDC shows was, you know, Brian Johnson would stand in the very front of the stage. Cliff Williams and Malcolm would stand on their corners. Right. Angus would have that whole middle of the stage where he would just roam like crazy. He would just do the Malcolm the Angus Young thing.
1: Yeah. And then
0: then the only time, and then when those two guys had to sing, they had to walk up like five steps to their mics, sing, and then they'd just walk back.
1: Like in time. (laughs) Yeah. It was almost like a marching band. (laughs) Malcolm Young
0: is tremendous. R.I.P. Malcolm Young.
1: Absolutely. And then uh, number one's gotta be Hetfield, man. I mean yes the guy's held it down for how many years good lord
0: i you know he's also my choice but there's no question the greatest rhythm guitar player in the history of rock and roll i don't even know if i don't even know if there's i don't even know if you can argue anybody else
1: i agree i, mean, I agree
0: I, it's it's the things that he does
1: and especially sings, for his his genre of music for hard rock heavy metal there's nobody better
0: yeah it just his He's got he's got everything you need. And he writes great riffs. He's a great player, and he does all that and sings. It's just and he knows his role.
1: He doesn't try to step on what anybody else is doing.
0: No. He's yeah. uh yeah, he's absolutely amazing. Definitely I, a uh we we are in hard agreement there. So now I've so well, I, had can see, I, can, okay, I had honorable mentions. Okay. Hang on a second. I, I like how you're I like how I like the continuity of your choices here though cuz you've got the you've got the rhythm section for Maiden yeah. paired up with I've got the Beatles paired up with Hetfield. I'm going to get
1: something really interesting <laughs> out of this. This is what I'm saying. I want to know how this is going <laughs> to shape out for you. Man.
0: Hit me hit me with the uh, hit me with the, your honorable mentions.
1: Uh, the honorable mentions were Dave Mustaine
0: the riff and, uh, machine
1: himself, yeah, and uh, Brad Whitford from Aerosmith.
0: Bradley Whitford, good. You know who's you know who's really I think underrated as a rhythm guitar player is Paul Stanley.
1: I think Paul. Dude, Stanley, I had that and I had to erase it. I I you know I, I think Paul Back Stanley, and forth on that, but yeah,
0: I've been listening to a lot of Kiss lately. I don't know what it's been. There's a I sort of fell into like a, this sort of group of Twitter people who are super into Kiss. Yeah. And for some odd reason, it got me back super into Kiss. Like, I, you know, I was listen, I listened to, like, you know, Double Platinum. And I was listening to, like, I listened to Dynasty the other day. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, I was listening to just Kiss albums that I haven't, like, listened to in ever. Yeah. Like, I listened to Creatures of the Night. And I was listening to, like, all these. I just, for some odd reason, I just sort of got back into Kiss again and just really enjoyed it. Like, that early Kiss stuff that's all really rough recorded and... Really, just rock—just a New York City rock band, right? Uh, yeah. So that, yeah, really, I mean, it's really good. It's really, it's really good stuff. I've really been enjoying it.
1: Yeah, like back to like you, like you said, like Dynasty and um, Dynasty is the disco record. <laughs> but I
0: was listening yeah, to a what, live so two the, the other So what,
1: night. Is, what? else is there? Destroyer in there? Yes.
0: yes. So the uh, the Holy Trinity, the Holy Trinity for me growing up was Rock and Roll Over, uh-huh, Destroyer and Love Gun. Okay. And those are the three those are the three albums that lead up to Alive 2.
1: Right. Okay. So that and
0: section of that section of Kiss is the Kiss that I absolutely
1: grew up with. And then Alive 2 just blows you away.
0: On Alive, I mean, the some of the playing on Alive Two is not great. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna come. In, I'm just gonna go ahead and say this.
1: <laughs>
0: but they were the,
1: never worried about that. It was the show, the, man.
0: But the gatefold of Alive Two, the album record, like greatest the, ever. That gatefold, I, I as a kid, I probably stared at it for countless hours. I don't even know how many hours. I must have looked at it, just like picked up, like looked at every little swirl of, you know fire <laughs> it's the yeah. greatest rock it's the most rock picture ever taken
1: i yeah i totally agree it, what was the one wave like was it dressed to kill that was like their second album or something. dress to kill
0: is yeah is an early album yeah. that one yeah. has rock and roll all night on it yeah 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 i mean that's a i mean again those those early songs again i just have a i have a you yeah, know anyway i've sort of rediscovered it all right let's nice. let's let's jump into lead lead guitar
1: Okay, top three lead guitar players. Oh man, um, see, because I got five on my list, and so I not, now I got to narrow it to three, so that makes this hard. Uh, but I'm gonna go number three, Randy Rhodes.
0: Yes, number- a star a star that burned a star that burned very brightly and not long enough.
1: Right. Number two, Steve Vai. Sure. And uh, my number one guy to play in my ultimate band would be Eddie Van Halen.
0: I also had Eddie Van Halen.
1: Okay. <laughs> so I got, I got Hetfield and Eddie Van Halen playing together. Yes. With I don't the, know how that's going to go.
0: I don't either. But, um, but I would love to find out. The, with, the, with the rhythm section of, the, of, uh, <laughs> of Iron Maiden. I can, I can hear this song. It's a, it's a good song. The uh, yeah, Eddie Van Halen was it for me as well. I think that uh, you know, I I was. This is the best part about COVID is the the being home, is that you can just sort of do these deep dives into things. Mm-hmm. Like I just did, I just did a lot of, I just did a lot of sort of deep diving into Van Halen. And okay. then I saw recently where some guitar shred guy, like a modern, like I don't know, I forget his name. He got together with a bunch of his friends and re recorded Unchained. Okay. Okay. And I listened to him play Unchained. And he, he he obviously very terrific. Mm-hmm. Like he was he's a you know, professional metal guitar player playing a classic.
1: I think I saw this. He was trying to like get the same tone.
0: Yes, yeah. yes. I don't know. Yeah, it came it bubbled up somewhere. Yeah. And and I, I watched listened, it. Yeah. And I listened to him play it. And I thought to myself, he's really good, but what did Ed do? Like and then I listened to Unchained and and then I watched the video from like nineteen eighty mm-hmm, <laughs> of him playing right. Unchained. And I was like and this is what geniuses do. It's just so effortless. Like that that song just comes out of his body. Like he plays it in a way that that even though there's this trained, obviously talented, professional guy playing Van Halen, there's, there's something about the way Eddie plays Van Halen that you just can't copy. Like it's, it's, it's like a part of his being. Like the genius is woven in, right? Right. You can, you can play the notes and you can play them in the right order with all the right things. Right. But, but Ed's genius is, is so very apparent Uh, When you listen to those old recordings, it's just, I just, you know, I just was, uh, I was just taken aback by it
1: again. Like, I guess,
0: I guess I loved it as a kid, but as you get older and you listen to it again, you listen to it and you're going, I, I, you just get, it's just jaw dropping.
1: So, yeah. So two things on that. One, if you take Van Halen and go back to like those first four albums, Van Halen 1, 2, Fair Warning, Women and Children First. I mean, that's the Eddie Van Halen that I think can play with James Hetfield and Steve Harris and Nico McBrain. I mean mm. those riffs fit right in, right? Right. Right. And then the other thing on that, this is really funny, I heard that uh I heard an interview with Nuno Betancourt. Mm. And the first time that he ever met Eddie Van Halen and he was like at the fifty one fifty studios. And I mean, Eddie was like one of his idols, right? Sure. And so Eddie was like really nice and they, they were doing some recording for some things and then they got sort of like at a break and waved him into the recording studio. And so Nuno came in and he was introduced and, you know, oh, it's so nice to meet you and all the, you know, friendlies and all that stuff. And uh, Eddie said, well, here, you want to play my rig? And Nuno's like, well, yeah, I'd love to. So he's like, well, yeah, here, go ahead, man. So Nuno says, here I was... I got Eddie's guitar. I'm plugged into Eddie's rig. Everything is set up exactly how he sounds, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, and I started to play and all it sounded like was me playing Eddie's rig. Right. It still didn't sound like him. It didn't you know? sound like him. Any- right. So There's it goes back right to what you were saying. It's like that just comes out of him. I mean, right. you can dial it in the best you can, it's still not going to sound the way Right, it's fingerprints. It's what it comes down to. Yeah. Right, it's it's fingerprints. You
0: can, you know, you can you can play the notes, but you'll never you'll never play it that way. Right, as hard as you try. Right, and that and whoever the dude was, he did a hell of a job. But uh, but see, even something as you think is so easy as Unchained, like in your brain, you listen to Unchained, you're like that seems pretty easy, and then you see it played, you're like what? And then Eddie's like half in the tank, like and. And right. you know, running around on stage playing it, and you're like, "What? Huh? How does this work?"
1: Exactly. I, He's half yeah. a case of Jack into it and uh, still Jesus. doing it. <laughs>
0: this
1: is amazing. amazing. Yeah. All
0: right, let's jump into vocalists. Who do you like?
1: All right, so I'm going to go top three vocalists. Okay. Number three, Mike Mcevick. You know who Mike Mike Mcevick?
0: Two, two claims two to fame.
1: Me. He was the lead singer for Steelheart. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> who also did? Who also did all the vocals for the movie Rockstar? Right. Yes, he's
0: the voice of Steel Dragon.
1: He, yeah, he is the voice of Steel Dragon. So that's yes. Mike Machievic, number three. Yeah.
0: By the way, we whenever that song comes out of the car, we all sing it. And like my wife was <laughs> be sitting, like me and the kids are singing. I'll never let never let you go. Yeah, and my wife is sitting there like, "When is this song going to be over?" Because we're just because <laughs> none of us can hit the notes, of but we're all not. just but we're all just screaming at the top of our heads because he's we love the one song. that can hit those notes. Amazing, the guy's just a freak. Okay, yeah.
1: So he's number three. Number two, Chris Cornell, who, in my opinion, may be the greatest rock vocalist of all time. Love it. And then uh, number one to play in my band would be Miles Kennedy. From Alter Bridge, mm. who, a tie back to the movie Rockstar, at the end of the movie when Mark Wahlberg... Pulls a guy
0: out. Th- pull, the th-
1: that's, that's Miles him? Kennedy. Really? Yes. I did he's, not know he's that. He's Thor, or whatever his name is in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there it is. Oh, nice. All right. The um, But so- check... Um, and Miles Kennedy also did some stuff with Slash. He sings with Slash sometimes. Okay. okay. And uh, he's from Seattle, dude. I'll check him out. Yeah. He's from Seattle? Well, he's from, he might be from eastern Washington, but he's from your state. He's from around here. Yeah. You I'm saying? All right. Yeah.
0: I, I didn't listen to much Alter Bridge, actually, so. Alter Bridge I mean, is Creed. Yes.
1: With yes. a different singer.
0: <laughs> Without the impossible Scott Stapp. Hanging right. Around.
1: <laughs> the impossible to get along with Scott Stapp. Exactly.
0: <laughs> he didn't make your list? You, you're not going to put Scott Stapp? No, on Scott.
1: You? No. So my honorable mentions on my list um, are <laughs> another Seattle guy, Jeff Tate. Sure. And uh, Sammy. I had to put Sammy in Sammy there. Hagar. Sammy Hagar. Sammy Hagar did uh, they
0: did they, they did like a re-recording of um, Right Now. That uh, they just oh, did with, like his a new, zoom with uh, the circle with the circle, yeah. And um, Sammy's like what 72, 73 years old. He still sounds great.
1: Oh, he can still hit every note. It's unbelievable.
0: Really, yeah. Oh, I was So, um, who I chose for my my vocalist? I chose Annie Lennox what? From the rhythm.
1: <laughs> oh my! I, that is a that's out of left field. Wow. It was
0: out of left field. But I was thinking about like some really interesting like. You know uh, a lot of times I will just turn on the um the video from the Freddie Mercury tribute of her and Bowie singing under pressure mm-hmm. and it about half makes me cry every time I watch it okay she's so I can see that she's so stinking good all the time and and you know she's got that well, she's got a really rich and kind of melancholy voice and um and i and I just felt like I just felt like it served like the, the 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 song that i had in my mind as far as like what my band could put together. Okay. So it's like there's it's 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 definitely it's definitely got like a little it's it's accessible, slightly heavy, maybe slightly melancholy.
1: Yeah, i i can see that. I mean, i can see her being able to fit that style for sure. Yep. Like of all the female lead singers that are you know, of that era that would be a good one that can sing with some soul, that can, uh, like you said, fit with that melancholy style of singing. She doesn't really fall into, like, you know, Joan Jett or Lita Ford or one of those acts. Right. Or Amy Mann is even maybe a little soft, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, she can uh, she can fit that for sure. Yeah.
0: All right. Thanks, Brad. Good band.
1: So, so my ultimate band yep. from, from rhythm section to singer Uh uh-huh. is... Steve Harris, Nico McBrain from Iron Maiden, James James Hetfield on rhythm, Eddie Van Halen on lead guitar, and Miles Kennedy on vocal. That could oh, make that's a great a, song, th- man. That's a
0: good song. There's a good song in there.
1: I think so, for sure. I was. I'm gonna hit them all up on Twitter <laughs> and see
0: what happens. I was Ringo McCartney, Hetfield, Andy Van
1: Halen, <laughs> Annie <Andy> Lennox. <laughs> Maybe an interesting song there, too. uh, Maybe. I don't know. It could end up being We Are the World. Yeah, well,
0: I mean, that's a terrific song. (laughs) (laughs) No. All right. Segment three. All right. In segment three, it's time to play a game. I thought I would just resurrect the game we played last time, and that game's called I'm With the Band. Oh, God. Where we both put our heads together to try to name the members of bands um, now i have not looked I'm up so any of these i this. mean i've i've i think that i think uh, i just thought of band i looked at the bands we chose last time i tried to find some other bands um and you know i think i think this one's actually pretty i think this this list feels easy to me let's see how it goes okay
1: okay but i i completely fold under pressure uh, <laughs>
0: I'm not good. I'm not good. At I'm it. already.
1: I'm already have no names in my head right now. All right.
0: <laughs> so let's start easy. Let's let's since we've talked about a mem- members of this band already, Metallica, and you can name. Can you name all the members who've all who've been in Metallica since they've gone through bass players? So there are three bass players. Everybody yeah. Else is all right. One.
1: Well, do you want to include Mustaine? I'll include Mustaine. Okay. You can include Mustaine. So yeah. So Dave Mustaine, uh, James Hetfield, Lars Ulrich. Kirk Hammett, Cliff Burton, Jason Newstead, and... Oh, man, I love this dude. Oh, I don't know. I drew a blank on him, but I love him. He was in Suicidal Tendencies. Yeah, Robert... Trujillo. Very good. Yeah. All right.
0: Yeah, so you got through that. Okay, that was just a warm-up. Just shake it out now.
1: Okay. Shake it out. Right.
0: <laughs> um, let's do let's do uh, let's do uh, American classic rock. Let's do the Eagles.
1: Oh, I'm you, I'm could, quiet, you, you gotta get the you gotta at least get like the easy ones, right? So I go Glenn Frey, sure, Don Henley, okay. Help me out. Um, Rocky Mountain Way, Joe
0: Walsh, yeah. This is like the Eagles that I know. I think there have probably been more people in the Eagles, is my guess. Okay. But the the Eagles that I know.
1: I'm done after those guys, probably. Okay,
0: so who'd you get? Fry, Walsh. Henley and Walsh. Henley. Henley, Timothy Schmidt.
1: Never would have got that.
0: And, um, Duff, jeez. No. Who's the the other guitar player?
1: No idea. You're going to have to Google it. (laughs)
0: I have to Google it Four out of five? Come on I could do better than this
1: (laughs) Don Felder See that That sounds made up (laughs) You just guessed You made up a name
0: no, Don Felder did. Don Felder also did like one of the one of the songs of the heavy metal soundtrack. Remember heavy metal? The,
1: oh yeah, the cartoon yeah, movie. Take thing. a ride on heavy metal.
0: He's the other one. He's the non-Sammy heavy metal song. Like the better heavy metal song is the Sammy Hagar metal heavy metal song. Yeah, and then there's the other song, which is not as good, which is Don, Don Felder. Felder's. Okay, Don Felder. gotcha. Okay, here this one's good for you. This you can go classic lineup here.
1: Guns and roses. Okay. We'll go Axl Rose slash mm-hmm. Izzy Stradlin.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Steven Adler. Yes. And my, my uh, father my father in law. What? Really? <laughs> my, my,
0: my father's my father in law's name's Stephen Adler. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's awesome. That's pretty <laughs> hilarious. And uh Duff McKagan.
0: Yeah, I call I call him popcorn.
1: Popcorn, yeah, it's popcorn. Yeah. Steven Adler, <laughs> and then uh, I'll throw in Matt Sorum.
0: Yeah, that's your use your illusion crew.
1: Yeah, uh, Gilby Clark. Gilby Clark. Yeah. Then there
0: was a, there was like a keyboard player who I think actually got billing to be in Guns N' Roses, but I forget his name.
1: I forget his name too. Yeah, that's pretty good for me. That was
0: good. I, that was well done. Well done. Duran um, Duran.
1: John Taylor. Roger Taylor. <laughs> Uh Nick Rhodes. Uh-huh. Simon LeBon. Yep. And one more Taylor. Andy Taylor. Andy Taylor. Look at you. There you go.
0: Cut a mullet, Cut a mullet. Put on a skinny <laughs> tie. You're, you're in the band. You're in the band. Dude. <laughs> That's right.
1: Um, by the way, honorable mention on my guitar or not on my bass player drummers was John Taylor, Roger Taylor. John Roger
0: really good. Honorable and mention. That whole series that, that John Taylor did on Instagram about playing Duran Duran songs. Is I amazing. learned every
1: one of those songs from that. <laughs> Not even kidding. It I was mean, there, so fun.
0: There were, yeah. He made, he made that little series so much fun. Like, it was oh, great. It was great. Totally. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. And so, so easy to understand. And yeah, he, just he a great the, time playing along with that. The,
0: the, the guy could play an octave.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and yeah.
0: Yeah, but the uh yeah, so if you haven't if uh if you're listening to this now and you haven't gone to Instagram, go to the Duran Duran Instagram, find the uh John Taylor videos that I, the Instagram lives that he did. What was it called like bass love and something?
1: Yeah, it had some kooky name to it, but yeah, it had but yeah, they were bass. they were great.
0: He, he did like he did like a handful of songs. Uh the real one stands out to me. It was really uh it was really it was it's, it was terrific, really enjoyable stuff, especially if you're into bass at all.
1: Yeah, and all the classic stuff too. I mean, I think Hungry Like the Wolf was in there, and Rio yeah. maybe, and yeah, yeah.
0: Um, all right, how about you know I watched a terrific documentary on this band on Showtime a couple weeks ago, The Go Go's. Do you know the name? Do you know the names of any of the Go
1: Go's? Belinda Carlisle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I think that's going to be it. Jane Wedlund? No, I wouldn't have got that. Okay.
0: Uh, Kathy Valentine,
1: <laughs> bass player. This, this is way more you than me, man. <laughs> <laughs> this um, almost follows boy band. Sh- sh- Charlotte
0: McCaffrey, <laughs> McCaffey, yeah. Charlotte McCaffrey and uh, Gina Shock. That the go gos
1: Okay, no, I got Belinda Carlisle and that, and I'm you know
0: there. that's about right. That's about that's. I think that was probably. Part of the reason the band broke up, <laughs> they're all like, they're like, it's Belinda and these other four women, <laughs> no one really exactly. About. And they're like, we're talented, and like, and like and the other one is like, I write all the songs. And it's like, well, Belinda's the cute one, and, yeah, danced- but and hot, she yeah, she's hot. So see you and later. She, and she dances in front of everybody, so no one even can see you. I remember here's my here's my funny Go Go story. I saw the Go Go's in the early nineties on some sort of reunion tour. Really. Yeah, at the the Fox Theater in the in, in You sure was on a cruise ship somewhere. <laughs> no, it was <laughs> So Jane Weedland, the rhythm guitar player, had this big fake blonde braid that she was wearing in her hair.
1: She didn't make my list, by the way.
0: <laughs> for rhythm guitar players, no. you didn't put Jane in there.
1: Not, not an honorable mention. She
0: she, she she's not going to make
1: your top 100.
0: Um <laughs> <laughs> anyway, at one point in the, she's sort of whipping it around and sort of having fun with it. And At one point, it gets hung up in her mic stand. And she gets like hung up in her mic stand by this big long fake braid that she's wearing out at the back of her head, and like the roadie has to come out and like untangle her, like oh, d- while worst. she plays, while she in the middle of a song.
1: Oh God, oh, she, that's awful.
0: And she, and she and to her credit, she stuck with it. She stuck with the song.
1: Oh, and you just want to run off the stage and oh. die. God, seriously. Um Bon Jovi. John, Richie, uh Tico Torres, mm-hmm. uh David Bryan, and Alex John Such.
0: Very good. Original, original lineup.
1: Original lineup, yeah. I like it. Um, who's, who's left? Like John,
0: Dave, Tico. Okay. Yeah. Because Richie, I don't know. Richie's Richie won't do it anymore because he's an idiot. I don't know what he think he's too, he's too big for the. He's too. What are you too good for the band?
1: <laughs> yeah, right. And I think they got a new album coming out.
0: Like uh, yeah, next month. Yes, something like that. It's called Twenty Twenty. Yeah, I think it's coming out. Yeah, I think it's coming out in October.
1: Yeah, I'll give that I'll a couple. see.
0: Yeah, you know. Now that I can listen to every piece of music for free, well, not for free. But I already pay for. It. I pay for a subscription that allows me to listen to every piece of music. Right. Find, yeah, I'll definitely give it one run. Oh, absolutely. I'll give it and, one lap. Yeah. We'll see if it brings me back. I doubt it.
1: We'll, <laughs> well, you know what? I'd almost like it to go in a different direction. I don't want it to bring me back to 88. You know? I'd oh. like to see where you're going to go from here. Sure. Give me a little bit of the nostalgia, but like mix it in with something that's going to be you know, current. I'll respect to John for letting himself go gray. As well hey like yeah have you seen his videos he's like completely gray
0: yeah no I like it I, I like like I said all credit to it man it's like just just he grew the hair out it went gray he just let it go gray yeah I love it all right uh, we're coming to, oh here we go we're coming to, here's the last here's the buzzer okay seal didn't make my list
1: either yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Um let's see here. Uh here's your last one. Oh, maybe two more. All right, one more. Uh one or two more. Okay. Uh Journey.
1: Neil Sean, Steve Perry, um Ross Valerie. Very good. Uh oh, the keyboard dude. Can't think of the keyboard dude's name right now.
0: Yeah, this is like classic, classic journey Perry. for me is the, the escape journey, not like Early early journey. So right,
1: yeah. So this would be that that. Um, Give me his first name. Jonathan. Oh dang it! Nah, it's escaping me. No pun intended.
0: <laughs> Jonathan Kane.
1: Jonathan Kane. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm gonna forget the drummer. C
0: Smith. Okay. Steve Smith does these impossible, like, rudiment videos for Zildjian Symbols. So if you go to the Zildjian Symbols uh, Facebook page, there's all he like. he's like, it's Steve Smith. He's older. He's just hanging out in his studio. He's like, here are these, um, here's some things you might want to try at home. <laughs> oh, like, sure, Steve. It's like, phrases in nine. And he'll be yeah. like, Yeah. And it's like what it? and then like he'll do them like, okay, it's like, oh, you're looking, you're sort of tapping along. It's like, okay, phrases in nine, okay, one, two, three, four. And then he like will do it faster, faster, and then he'll do it impossibly fast. And you'll be like That's the craziest thing that I ever I ever saw. I should uh, have
1: Jonathan Kane though, because I've been I've been cranking out some journey on the keyboard, so I should have yeah. known that. The uh have you ever heard
0: I'm trying to think of the band name. There's. So, Jonathan Kane and um, Neil Sean in the late 80s did like a metal record, like a pop metal record in another band. Um, it, I don't know the song I is that. Hot Cherie. Do you know Hot Cherie? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Hardline. Jonathan Kane and Neil Sean are in Hardline.
1: Okay. I remember there was just like a one hit though. I mean, yeah. it was that uh-huh. and they were gone.
0: Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's Neil Sean and Jonathan Kane Hot Cherie uh, by Hard, Hard, Hard Line. Okay. <laughs> pull that nice. song up. That's a great pull that song. song. Pull that song up. It's a really fun. Listen, it's a terrible song, but a really enjoyable song.
1: No, I liked, I remember liking that when it was out. You gave yeah. me Hot <laughs> Cherie. Yeah. <That> is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's totally the song. All right. <laughs> hot Cherie by Hard,
0: Hard Line. Anyway, if you're if you need some more Journey, Steve Perry's actually out like making like you know, his, they're like Steve, you can make a you can make your you can make a you can make a solo record, but make sure it doesn't sound like Journey. <laughs> that is his solo record is just like completely like a Journey record. They're all pissed. Yeah, like you're it's out of impossible. the bands. You're out of the bands, Steve. We don't need you. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. Anyway. Did you listen to the Steve Perry solo record that came out like maybe couple a couple years ago? Yeah, a couple years ago.
1: No, I didn't. They're I similar. I heard I heard a bit of like one song off of it, but there are a couple of really good songs on that record. And, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get into it much.
0: Yeah, it was, it's good. It's a good record.
1: I can go back to it. Yeah, you, exactly. You you have a subscription service that. That's, that's right. You.
0: That's right. <laughs> All
1: right, that'll be. We'll end on that one. And oh, uh, give me give me one more. What? One more. One more. I got to. I got to finish strong. I only got three really? out of the five. All right. All right. Fleetwood Mac. Oh Jesus! Never <laughs> mind. We'll do another journey. Let me go.
0: I'll excuse you. Red Hot Chili Peppers.
1: Okay. Okay. Let's end there. Uh, Anthony Kiedis. Okay. Flea. Uh huh. Chad Smith. Mm hmm. And John Frusciante.
0: Very good, John. Frusciante.
1: How's that? Free and favorite. if you want to go Dave Navarro, I'll throw in Dave Navarro.
0: Man, the people don't don't start talking about one hot minute around here because <laughs> you know because red hot Chili Pepper fans that get all upset. But I I like that mo- I like that record. But anyway, I'm, yeah. not gonna, I didn't, I'm not the one who said it. That's a strong right. finish right there. <laughs> Perfect. All right, and you know what part of this is? Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready! <laughs> God jokes of the week. Woo! All right. Since I don't have a dad joke calendar, because apparently the people in my house love me and won't give (laughs) and won't subject me to one for Christmas as a stocking stuffer.
1: Ty didn't forward his to you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, but 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 listeners, get ready for a double dose next week when he uh, when he comes back. But um, so I have Dad Joke app, which I don't know. I think I think the last time I used Dad Joke app, it, it was better than Dad Joke calendar. You know, okay. Whatever. It's a whatever. It's a, it's thin slices. All right, here we go. So I'll read five from the uh, from the um, from the dad joke
1: app. Okay, right. and then by I have one, but um, just so you know, my phone like totally died, so it's totally fine. That's why you can't see me anymore. I don't need to look at you anymore. Anyway. All right. <laughs> I've seen enough of you. All right.
0: Uh, dad uh, joke app number one. My wife told me, don't get upset if someone calls you fat. You're much bigger than that.
1: But I'm...
0: <laughs> that's a, that's a, that that joke is uh, that joke is uh, you're you're a tremendous slouch. I'm no sl- I'm no slouch. Yeah, do so short. short. <laughs> you're a tremendous slouch. <laughs> Dad, why is your nose in the middle of your face? Because it's the center. S C E N T
1: E R. Oh, center. Gotcha. Okay.
0: <laughs> How do you know if a sniper likes you?
1: Uh, I don't know. He misses you. Uh, <laughs> I like okay. that
0: one. I thought it was funny. Okay. Okay. I bought my daughter a locket and put her picture in it. Now she's independent.
1: Independent, yeah. Got it. Okay. not funny, Last one. I, I get that one. <laughs>
0: last last one. My grandfather is eighty five and he still doesn't need glasses. He drinks straight from the bottle. And those are your dad joke app jokes. Brian, what did you bring for what did well, you bring for us this week?
1: I have one that's just as bad.
0: <laughs> oh my god.
1: So could, this isn't my own creation. I, I heard it on the radio the other day. Right. I actually sent it to Tide, not knowing I was going to be called as a guest this week.
0: So. Really? All right. Well, good. How that that uh, that uh, that's good. That uh,
1: yeah. Uh, serendipity. Right. So I was out for a walk the other day, and I spotted an albino Dalmatian. It was the <laughs> least I could do. I spotted. <laughs> okay. There you go. That's I spotted. Good. No, yeah. No yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. That's sort of like I, I said that to my kids. It took a second. I, and uh, my oldest got it. And I said, it's sort of like a pun wrapped in a riddle, wrapped in a dad joke. <laughs> wrapped in
0: toilet paper and wiped with your butt. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is what you can do with that. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, let's go to the OT. Over time. So in the OT, I was considering my relationship with phone numbers. And I was thinking to myself, how many phone numbers do I know by heart? And I, my guess is that if you walked up to any average person in this day and age and asked them to name ten phone numbers off the top of their head, I don't, I don't think they could think they do, it. do it. Certainly, okay. like, so, it, so So, if you think about your, all the phone numbers you know by heart, do you know 10 phone numbers? Uh, here's the funny including thing. Including my One own? Is, no, yeah, I don't even, I, yeah, I yes, my own. Okay. okay, so I know my cell. Yeah. I know the house number. You have a landline? Yeah, my, my, friends, my wife runs her business out of the house, so we have a landline.
1: My wife uh, runs her business out of the house So we have no landline
0: <laughs> Alright, so we have a landline And then I know her I know her cell phone number mm-hmm. I know my childhood phone number Okay Does that even count? Yeah, it should <laughs> Alright I had a guess at your childhood phone number But I can't, I don't know if I do Anyway, we'll, we'll come back to that Um I know my mom's house number. I know her landline, but not her cell phone. Okay. I know I know one eight hundred cars for kids. And I know Empire Carpet eight hundred five eight eight two three hundred Empire. Those are the those are I know seven phone numbers and one. And that's it. Those are the seven phone numbers I know. Do I might you know, be able to. Do you come up know more? Do you know more than seven phone? Do you know more than ten phone numbers?
1: I don't know if I know more than ten. I could possibly come up with ten.
0: Was your was your childhood phone number? Did it end like three five five three or something like that?
1: Three five was close. You're on the right track. What was it? Three five three zero.
0: Three five three zero.
1: Yeah. All right. All right. So there's one. Okay. I know my personal cell number. I know my wife's cell number. Okay. Um. I don't know any of my kids' cell phone numbers, which is <laughs> probably not. bad.
0: <laughs> which is, I mean, they're in your phone, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. This is it. This is the thing. Okay.
1: Um, so I know, uh, I know well, you my know. Bro- th- By the way, know you, know three, you,
0: know, you know three phone numbers right now. Okay. What, I know brother- my brother's cell number. Oh, oh, off the top of your head, you can just dial it?
1: Yes. Okay. okay. Um, I know my dad's landline. Okay. Um better say you know your mom's landline. I I, I do. Yes. <laughs> I know my mom's landline. That's a good one.
0: Okay. That's six. 6.
1: Oh man. I don't think my sister doesn't have a landline and uh
0: you don't know her cell number off the top of your head.
1: I know I know uh I know my friend Bud. I uh, know okay. his landline. Okay. okay. That's good. So that's seven. seven. Uh huh. Oh man, I think that's it. I think I'm I'm, I'm out. One eight hundred the general. <laughs> I, I know that number. There's, there might be some nine hundred numbers. But...
0: <laughs> okay, okay, so this is a this is a good bar. This is a good bar conversation or a party conversation for you the next time you get to know people or just say hey, do you know more? than 10 phone numbers off the top of your head. like That's without, a
1: great topic because, yeah, I would venture to say that most people don't.
0: I would say I would be shocked if someone said, I know more than 10 phone numbers off the top of my head. I would be absolutely flabbergasted.
1: Yeah, and if they did, they're a freak. <laughs> they like, like the the, They like
0: the girls with the boom. They once got busy in a Burger King bag. You're some
1: sort of savant. If you know more than ten phone numbers. Yeah, if you
0: know Yeah, there's something something has gone wrong with your life if you know more than ten phone numbers. And none of them and, and obviously uh, Empire Carpet and uh and, uh, yeah, t- and eight hundred car eight hundred cars for kids don't count. The T V numbers don't count. Wouldn't that be funny like they put me in prison like and I'm like, oh shit, I don't know anybody's number. And then you call like Empire Carpet like, hey, like for your one phone call 800 588 Hi This is Chris. Chris I'm in prison, I'm in jail And you're the only phone number I know Do you think you could look up something on the internet for me And maybe get a hold of my wife Because they took, they took my cell phone And I can't call her All Right <laughs> Alright, Brian Thanks so much for jumping in and, and hanging out with me Anytime, my brother. All right. Well, thanks to Brian and thanks to all of you for listening to the two-on-three pod where we hoped you... God dang it. I even write this down and I can't even do it right. This is where Ty comes back next it was week.
1: something like... like learn to... Learning Living to read. More. Yes, here I got it. I
0: wrote it down. All right, so thanks for listening to the Two on Three Pod, where we hope to help you live a more self-examined life. Please follow us on Twitter at Two on Three Pod, and hit subscribe on your favorite pod platform. We hope that you're staying safe, and we'll be back next week with more shenanigans. And until then... You
1: forgot pop culture and existentialism.
0: I uh, never talk about any of that.
1: All right. <laughs> Peace! <laughs>